Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, we thank you this morning for your mercy and grace upon our lives. Our life is not just chance. It's not just circumstance. But it's purpose. It's intentionality. It's deliberate. And we want to make our worship intentional and deliberate. We want to focus upon you and give you the best of our lives. Give you the best of our resources and live for your glory and not ours. Transfer our affections from this earth to you, O God. Transfer our priorities from this world to yours. Convert our hearts and turn our soul towards you, O God. Because from you flows every good and perfect gift. From you flows the life of abundance. The enemy has truly come to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but you have come to bring us life and make it more abundantly. That we might not be conformed to this world and think and live and develop affections towards carnality and earthly ways, but that our heart might be circumcised and that we might turn our hearts towards you and be crucified with Christ. Not our will, but thine be done. For yours is the glory and the honor and the power forever and ever. We bow down, O oh God, and give you praise. We give you thanks for your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to be very brief because I also have asked the worship team to prepare a special song. I really don't want to preach a sermon this morning other than set up that we might be able to turn our hearts towards God. And whatever sentiment you might have in your heart, that you might today decide, I'm just going to worship my God. I'm just going to make my life a, a reality of worship that is pleasing to him in everything I say and everything I do. <clears throat> Worship is central to the heart of God and it leads us to family. Worship aligns our heart with the heavens. Bill Gothard has said that a man who filters life seeing it from his vantage point will be depressed continually. A man who sees life from where he sits will be continually let down and upset. But those men who decide to sit with Christ in the heavenlies and look down from God's perspective will have continual peace and joy. Nothing will move them. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 46, Jesus was speaking, teaching, when somebody came up <clears throat> and told them that his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. This, this Bible story always has affected my heart. I didn't understand why some choose to sit outside. Some choose not to participate. Some choose not to come in and be part of what God is doing. But even in the life of Christ, this was a reality. His mother and his brothers were outside. And the Bible verse says, in verse 47... Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brother are standing outside seek, seeking to speak with you. 
They want to have a connection. And Jesus replied in verse 48, but he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Who are those that are truly connected to my life and to what God is doing in my life? Who are those that are walking in God's desire and, and will and have heard from God? And then verse 49 says, he stretched out his hand toward those that were there, those that were receiving from him, those that were inside. He stretched out his hands towards his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. This is the family of God. This is connected to what God is doing. Verse 50, he says, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, that's who is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Jesus made a stark contrast between those inside and outside, and the difference was those who were connected to the Father in heaven. And... We wish, and I believe that even Christ wish that his mother and brothers were inside listening to the Father. Listening to the Father's heart, to the Father's heartbeat, to the Father's priority, being part of the family of God. I think that that is what worship truly is. When we come in here on Sunday, when we come in here on Wednesday night, when we bring our children to be trained up in the house of the Lord, when Jesus at a small age says it's necessary that I be about my father's business, he was 12. I need to be tuned in. I need to be connected. I need to be groomed. I needed to understand my father's heart, my father's words, my father's will. For such the father in heaven is seeking. John chapter 4, verse 24. What is the father's will? What is the father's heart? If we go to John 4, 24, it will tell us what it is. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Verse 23, he, he tells the Samaritan woman, he says, the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking those that are willing to worship him. I, listen, at one point in our conversation with the people at Nashville, they said, you know something? We believe your book to be a great resource. And I said, listen, I'm not interested in the resource of my book. I'm interested in what God has perfected and fashioned to be a resource. And at that very moment, um, I was saying more than just a book that we read, our resource in this house and, and that morning I, I woke up, I, I didn't want to bring Nicholas, my oldest son, to the meeting because it was going to be a, just a high level meeting of interchange between corporate executives and people that, that do things at high level and, and an author and a book and, and all the relationships that happen. But at the last minute, somebody says, take Nick and show them that it's not a book, it's a life. And the fruit of our ministry is somebody like my son, Nick. And so at the last minute, I said, okay, Lord, here goes. Here goes anything. And we brought Nicholas, and, and the email that I received afterwards, they said, son is the exhibit 
and fruit of what is a man, that book that was written. And we want to make sure that that is what... That is what this world needs to see. And the truth of the matter, the Bible says that too. It says all of creation is longing to see the sons of God. All of creation wants to see what a real worshiper looks like. Listen, we're not selling perfection because we're broken people. We are so messed up. We need God, not some of the time, but all of the time. And we only know to live by every breath that comes from his mouth. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. Today I invite you to become a true, genuine worshiper of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things that I learned in my worship is if I give God my best, my heart is invested there. For where my treasure is, there my heart is also. And if I'm investing somewhere else, my heart is somewhere else. If my time is occupied by other things, you cannot serve two gods. So I've always thrown the the biggest weight of who I am and what I do into the destiny of God and trust that there's a faithful God. Trust that all things will work for good. Trust that he knows way better than my emotions and my sentiments. I want to invite you this morning to stand and let's worship our Christ and King. Let's not walk in our own ways. Let's not walk in our own attitudes. Let's not justify our own. Let's not. Let's not let anything come. I love that song that Julie sang. You don't know the price of what's in this alabaster box. You don't know how much it costs me. And I want to give it all to Christ. I want that to be a reality and a legacy in my family. I want to tell you something, that after we left our meeting, it was so much weight of responsibility and so much stress and so much, it was, it was crazy meeting for two hours. And when we left, we were like in this, like, what just happened? And we went to a Starbucks to have coffee. The rest of the team picked us up. And at that moment that we were there, both me and Nick at the same time just started bawling and crying and crying because it was it was that 15 years later that God shows us the crossroads of everything we've paid as a price to worship God that the heavens opens and declare this is my son in whom I'm well pleased this guy is serious about what he's doing for God so everything we do in this life needs to be a worship to God. A response, I would be at home talking to my parents and, and just words that were inappropriate. God says, uh-uh, that doesn't please me. Attitudes in relationships, that doesn't please God. Our worship is not what we do on Sunday morning. Our worship is our life expressed to show our gratitude. And so this song is a powerful song. And, and just listen to the words, but also align your hearts and your life after today should never be the same. Your life after being in the presence of God should never be the same. As you present yourself a living sacrifice, your reasonable worship and service to God is to surrender and say, God, how you want it, the way you want it, when you want it. Let's sing this song.
above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure that your worth. Crucified, laid behind the stone, you live to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall and thought of me above Above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known. Above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth. And crucified, laid behind the stone, you live to die, rejected and alone. descriptions of what God what he said he says we are the workmanship of God created for vast expressions of his glory he's trying to tell these people listen look look what's laid up for us in God's purpose and plan and he says I've seen it clearly chapter 3 verse 14 he says therefore I worship 
For this reason, I bow my knees. That's what the word worship means. To bow down. To let him take the lead. To let him take the forefront. That you follow his lead. Listen, it's not easy. It's not easy to deny yourself. It's not easy to live a life of brokenness. But he says, as soon as you bow down, he bowed his knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15, he says, now you're part of the family from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's what he was telling his family. There's a great inheritance in God, and I'm not going to let anybody take that from me. I'm bowing my knees. I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm living for excellence. I'm not living for chance or circumstance. I'm not living based on emotion or affections to this world. And so I think as we, we worship God, we align ourselves up with the heart of God, we're connected to the family. If you're connected to the family, you're, you're connected to the Father's heart. If you're connected to the Father's heart, there's a great inheritance in God's purpose to glorify His name and to administer the goodness of God. Father, thank you for this day that you've made for us to rejoice and be glad. Thank you for a time of worship in your presence. Thank you for speaking to us with all clarity. Thank you for drawing our hearts towards you in love. Thank you that we know Jesus died to wash away our sins, our rebellion, our disobedience. And he desires nothing more to lead the sons of God to the Father's heart, to receive God's word, his will, his ways, and then to see his glories that follow. See the faithfulness of God. He told the Samaritan woman, if you line up yourself with the worship, your thirst will be quenched. You will be satisfied. You will not languish in the yearnings of the soul anymore because God will be faithful to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever pray and ask. And Father, we pray that our hearts would be aligned to your heart. And that we offer you the best of our lives, the best of our strength, the best of our creativity, the best of our resources, the faithfulness in that which you have given us to steward for your glory. And then we trust you, O oh God, that your love will never fail us and nothing will separate us from your goodness. Bless the families in this church, Lord. Bless the hearts that take you serious and that offer to you the best with humility with a heart that pleases you in all things, always. We bless your name in the house of God and the people of God say amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> Greet one another in the love of the Lord. Bless each other in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Open